0: Welcome to the Evoke Inspire podcast with me, Sarah-Jane Tobin, proudly sponsored by HerMoney.ie. HerMoney is your trusted partner in financial empowerment, catering specifically to professional and self-employed women. Join us as we dive into inspiring stories of entrepreneurship, personal growth, and the world of finance. HerMoney.ie's mission is to provide women with the knowledge, tools, and confidence to thrive financially and in life. This week i'm joined by Eva dunican or as many of you may know her as the style bob like so many mums out there Eva took a career break from her busy and important role in the corporate world to concentrate on raising her family and when she decided to get back into the workforce the way to do business had changed and she no longer felt comfortable she recognized this as an opportunity to pivot and go after her true passion for style and she's now recognised as one of the most influential consultants out there who helps women reinvigorate their style and presence for impact, visibility, and above all else, confidence. Welcome, IFA.
1: So, thank you, Sarah Jane, and lovely to be here. So, that was a quote I saw about four years ago when I was starting Style Bob. And there was a quote from Lucia Prada about fashion is instant language. And at first it sang to me, OK, this is about first impressions, but actually it's the language to yourself. It's the narrative to yourself. And if I take something like this morning and um, I wake up and it's midterm and everybody's at home and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, how am I going to stand up and present myself today to come and do this podcast? And it's amazing when you pick out the clothes you love, the colors that you love, the clothes that suit you, how your shoulders come back and the language to yourself is I want to go do this mm-hmm. so that piece about fashion being language is first and foremost to yourself and it changes the narrative it's a bit like the Barbie movie this year mm-hmm. uh, where originally back in the 60s you know wear whatever you want to be whatever you want yeah. you know let's wear the doctor's outfit and we can be a doctor I know that's a bit far-fetched but actually can change that narrative to ourselves about who we are and who we want to be.
0: I think that's hilarious that you're bringing up the Barbie movie. I think everyone was so surprised at how much, you know, how much they learned from such a such a kind of a jokey concept. But um I just bringing it back to what you're saying about I suppose dressing for the position that you want. You the, the Style Bob was born in 2020, which was kind of a strange time to be kicking off with this. Uh, what made you kind of think that now is the time? To address this issue with people, and and how is it that it's been so successful? I mean, you've you've worked with a lot of people, and you've traveled the world.
1: So yeah, you don't think in January twenty twenty that a pandemic is <laughs> going to come at you uh, in three months' time. So Style Bob, I suppose, has been you know fifty years in the making, mm-hmm. but only in the last kind of four years. So. Um, You know, I grew up with fashion. I grew up with style. Style is very much part, I suppose, of my my DNA. But it wasn't always about style for me. It was always about the impact of style. So I used to work in professional services and I used to see people come in to coach women Mm. on how to present themselves, how to maybe write a certain way, how to stand up and all those things. And I was always curious as to how style could be a layer in enforcing that impact. I'll never forget one day a lady came in and you could see by her that she absolutely loved what she wore. She was confident, she had her shoulders back and the words just kind of, you know, came out of her mouth. She was just so happy. And I remember thinking to myself, gosh, there's so many times a woman doesn't want to show up because she's not confident to show up. And style is like a lick of paint. It's a a layer of paint into our confidence. So for me, I said, you know, it's a bit of an hour and never moment as well at 46, where I said, gosh, I could actually work with these people. And I I, I suppose a big change in my life was... um, A career coach I went to asked me to present to 40 women about the power of style for presence Mm. and impact. And I thought, oh, they're going to think it's a bit silly. And it's amazing. People came up to me afterwards and said, gosh, that makes so much sense. Because I said this thing, when we, you know, when we look good, we feel good. When we feel good, we're unstoppable. Mm. So it's all a layer to making us feel unstoppable. And I knew that when I when I left, you know, professional services, that I had that background of working with women for lots of different reasons and lots of different ways, and I mean I did a lot of I suppose free work before I actually set up Style Bob, um, but I just knew it was now or never. And when I started the business, I had my first big break as a I suppose an after dinner keynote speaker, and then I started dressing women. And next minute the pandemic came, but. I hate to use the word pivot. Um, I've always believed in my message and I've always, I suppose, used my corporate background and how I present myself as well. That's always been, you know, an advantage, I suppose, of, of mine that I've had. And I know with the women I work with and the men I've worked with as well, the impact that it's that it's had mm. and that's kept me going and yes I did manage to I have managed to speak in 12 different countries around the world um, about the power of style but I walk it and talk it every single day Yeah, um, I do, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um, but obviously especially today and I know the difference it, it you know style talks to my my head almost like what I wear Determines how I'll interact with the world and how the world will interact with me, and my my style almost, you know, tells my brain what to Mm. say, and it's a wonderful part of anyone's self expression, and a really really important part of visibility, especially as we get older as well.
0: I think I'm really interested in what you were saying there about coming from the professional services background. Like, what kind of things did you take from that experience and that part of your your career, that have have kind of helped in in your new your 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 new kind of path?
1: I think there's one word actually that I really took from it, and that's the word relevance and relevancy. And I'll tell you why. I had a seven year career break before I went back to work in professional services. And you can understand, I'm going back in, at I think it was 42, 43 at the time. I was going back to work in marketing and Mm -hmm. back 20 years ago when I worked in marketing, we all just wore black suits and and white t-shirts. And I was going back in uh, to work with, you know, with marketing agencies. I remember my first meeting, the agency came in, and one of the guys was wearing white leather trousers, and I was like, wow. That's Ken. Uh, I like that. I like that. That's Ken. But I remember feeling actually, although I'm not wearing white leather trousers, I'm in something really modern today, Mm. and that modern meant I kind of gave the illusion of a modern mind because when I went back to professional services after seven years. I'll never forget that first week going, I have not got an absolute clue, right? Oh I was absolutely terrible. Imposter terrified. syndrome. <laughs> Imposter syndrome. And I met this girl in the Lewis a few yeah. days later, and she said to me, oh, you're the new girl. And I said, oh, I'm the new girl. And she goes, oh, you know, how, how was it? And I said, you know, and, and Deloitte were wonderful to work for. I said, oh, my God, it was awful. I, I didn't know that if the photocopier broke, the, you you know, you called IT, you didn't mm. kick it. And um, I didn't know all these things. And she said, But why? I said, look, I haven't worked in seven years. And she said, but you gave that impression around the apartment, you know, that that you like had it. So that famous talk, fake it till you make it. I believe it's fake it till you become it. (laughs) So that's what clothes helped me to do. And nobody realized it inside I was terrified, but at those marketing meetings, with all those trendy people, my clothes allowed me to be relevant, hence my mind to be relevant. And that's yeah. what's important. I
0: think what you're saying, I think it's um, the white leather trousers. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> apart from being an absolutely crazy statement, it also occupies space. And it's the thing that you remember, right? Yes. And so when you're, you know, working with clients now, is there anything that you would say to them to to avoid first off? Is there anything that would be... OTT that, you know, can you take an office attire and move that into evening attire to going out at the weekends kind of?
1: The first most important thing is authenticity, Mm -hmm. right? We have to two things to consider when we get dressed in the morning is, I suppose, first of all, how we want to feel that day in terms of our mood and secondly, who we're meeting. But What I have found with dressing with people is that I think when I started off initially, my son said, Don't give everybody a bob. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) The dog (laughs) got a bob. Everybody gets a bob. And it was for me to really understand people's kind of style personality right right? because that's why i talk i suppose about the three words to do with our style because if you're not authentic to who you are you're never going to wear it right like if you're the extrovert bring on the yellow feathers but if you're not you know that's that's not going to happen so the big thing was authenticity is is to who you are because secondly then consider your environment because you talk there about taking up space if someone said to you You know, Sarah Jane, you know, you look great in that outfit 10 years ago. Mm. And by the way, it still fits you and it's fabulous. You want to wear that tomorrow. You're going to feel a little bit out of date. Sure. Right. And you're not going to feel relevant and not that you want to be the trendiest person in the room. You don't want to be the untrendiest person in the room. So I always say try and look at your style words. Look at how authentic you are in terms of your style. And how can you shake it up a little bit? So, for example, if you've always loved, you know, I don't know, a grey suit and you think, oh, God, I feel a bit boring in my grey suit. Can you look at a different style of grey suit? Mm. So this morning I was dressing a client and she said, oh, if I would have worn that in my corporate world. But actually, they were very cool grey pinstripe trousers mm-hmm. with a fabulous waistcoat. We just added some silver jewelry to it. So all we're doing is we're not taking a gray um, kind of, you know, um, pencil skirt. We're taking a fabulous wide leg trouser and a a, a, a waistcoat. So it's just a very, very cool look. So we're still staying authentic to who she is, but we're just changing it up a little bit. So we need to evolve because if you think about your mind has evolved in the last 10 years. So your clothes should show that part of your involvement
0: sure it's something that I find really interesting in the sense that I I'm not a big shopper I'm I don't follow fashion trends I tend to just stick to the straight and narrow and always go for the same thing have you always had that eye for fashion and where did it come from with you
1: so yeah I mean you know I am the youngest of seven and uh, I remember even from as as early as four uh, deciding my clothes also I had um, sisters who sewed for me and uh, you can imagine my seventh birthday party Sarah Jane <laughs> I was in taffeta hoop dresses Oh fabulous <laughs> How fabulous than that? i say you felt amazing though <laughs> I felt absolutely fabulous and I had, I suppose, you know, made-to-measure clothes from a very early age. But one thing that stands out for me, actually, when it comes to clothes, now my mother would always just say, uh, "God knows what he was going to come out with." Um, but I remember I sang as a child, right? Okay, very And I sang at weddings and funerals with my sister. My sister was on the, the piano, and I was singing. And I remember going to mom. Oh, how am I going to stand up? Because I was terrified to stand up and singing in church. And she'd say, "Go upstairs, wash your hair." Put on your dress Mm -hmm. and you'll be fine. Yeah. And I'll never forget putting on the mask as such and actually, you know, turning into this this person who could stand up um, and sing. But I was always surrounded by, you know, my, my sisters made all my clothes. I had sisters who went off to America, you know, no work in the 80s. Sending me back Fogue magazine in my 20s. I met this amazing woman um, who made my clothes. She I'd give her hello magazine and I'd say, can you make me a calf skin skirt? And she'd be like, "Okay, whatever. Uh, So for me, self-expression was such a big part of clothing and I just had great fun. I've also, by the way, I know it sounds mad, met great people from walking down the street saying, God, I love your coach. We end up having these mad chats. So mm-hmm. I was in New York last weekend and um, I had great chats with people over a pink jumper I was wearing because color is obviously sure. a massive communicator. So, yeah, I grew I grew up with it and, uh, I, you know, I can't sew a button, by the way, but <laughs> my sister taught me everything to do um, about cut and color. And uh, it's lovely that that, you know, I was able to, I suppose, turn my passion into, into a business.
0: It's kind of, it's almost like it's a performance. You're saying, I'm, I'm, i was surprised to hear you say that you were a singer, not shocked
1: because, you
0: know, the colors that you wear, you're quite confident in, in the way you carry yourself and stuff like that. And that's all down to your clothing.
1: It's all down to my clothing and certain clothing. I feel almost, you know, your mother would say when you're younger, chest up or whatever it is, certain clothing turns me into the person I need to be mm. for certain performances. So I was saying to you earlier, we were having a chat that so I have to a lot of, of speaking events mm-hmm. and trust me, before I go on, Sarah Jane, I mean, I really am. I'm, I'm terrified. I'm, I'm in the room and I'm doing the deep breathing and all these things. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I just put on the clothes and I think back to the to the Barbie moment, I can become that person. And I I love, you know, I was out actually last week and I bumped into this woman and she said to me, just to let you know, I can't say the names, but you've changed two two women's lives that she knows. Wow. And um, through actually just changing their dress. Right. So and funny enough, when you have to do something in life, word, lo- word is always king. And all image does is actually, you know, it elevates yeah, the word. Sure. And, and I suppose, you know, pins it or whatever. But um, when you've got the clothes bit of it sorted, your words will flow. Yeah. Because you're not distracted. It's when the clothes aren't sorted, you start over thinking, God is my top show, you know, with yeah. something stuck in. Um, and what's really important as well about clothes is that I know this might sound crazy, but I can't tell you the amount of women that don't accept things because they're nothing to wear.
0: Oh, really? OK. I would actually, yeah, hands up, I probably would do that.
1: <laughs> and we're all bright, intelligent people. Yes, but yeah. It's, it's oh. what's the first thing that we think of when we get an invitation? What am I going to wear? Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. And people want you for you for mm. a start, but you still want to go through the door feeling uh, fantastic. And I underestimated this until I suppose a few years ago. I had somebody who um, said to me, I'm not going to something today uh, because i of nothing to wear. And it was a very important thing she needed to go to. Mm. Um, and I to cut a very long story short. <laughs> I ended up finding her something to wear. I think possibly under her bed and <laughs> She went to the lunch and she said to me the next day, I'm so glad I showed up. Yeah, because when you nothing happens in life unless you show up and the clothes help you get out the door. It's a bit like, you know, sometimes you're leaving the house, you have keys in your hand, you look and you go, oh, yeah, could it have been better? And then there's other days you go, oh, I look good. Yeah, of course, I look great. <laughs> And that's the day you want to meet everybody. Yeah. That's the day in Tesco. Please. So, it's
0: like my makeup is done now. Oh, my mother always <laughs> says that to me. Don't go down to Centro without your lipstick on because that's when you're going to bump into your ex-boyfriend. 100%. <laughs> that's so
1: true. It's like, yeah, absolutely. Now, now that I've got this beautiful makeup and I want the whole world yes. to, to, bump, you know, to bump into me. And But it's just, it's that, you know, like I said, it's the layer of paint that that with every layer you know be it whatever it is you know our image is part of that and also up to 90% of how we communicate is nonverbal mm. and i speak and talk differently when i wear certain things interesting you know yeah. and i saw it actually going up and my my father had many hats and it's amazing. His voice used to change depending on, on what he wore. Really? And it was fascinating to watch. Um, wow. So it's lovely to, I suppose, continue that tradition in a way.
0: It's funny you mention that because I would do, I have worked a, a, basically all my professional life has been in radio. And I know myself like when I'm on air, I sound different <laughs> to when I'm off air. Um, And yeah, I suppose when you say it like that and I think about, yeah, when I dress up to go to work, It's very different to when I'm chilling at home and, you know, just taking the foot off the gas. Um, I suppose that's something else that I kind of wanted to to ask you a little bit about is about your your dad and, and your family background. And he wore many hats. So obviously, like you've you're not afraid to change things up yourself a little bit. And is that because of the background that you come from?
1: Yes, I mean, having uh, three sisters who could sew for you um, and extremely gifted, Mm -hmm. you know, at at kind of 19, 18 years of age, very gifted, uh, I was extremely lucky and they were always big into, I suppose, pushing boundaries. So even like my mother yeah. used to knit for me and she'd say, well, pick some really something outrageous that would probably take about two years to knit. And actually it was lovely a few years ago, or, sorry, a few weeks ago I was presenting and I had a cardigan from 32 years ago that my mother knitted. Oh, fabulous.
0: And, I love hearing stories like oh, that. Oh, it was so nice. Now, yeah. the joke
1: was I said, this cardigan's been to every nightclub in Midlands. Um, <laughs> but I wore it with Levi's 501s back, back in the day. And so... You know, my mother, when she was growing up, um, she and her sister would go to Dublin, they'd buy fabric and they'd have, it, you know, patterns cut at home. My sisters, if when they're away in their summers, they'd go to Liberty in London, they'd bring me back pieces of fabric. Mm-hmm. So I was always so used to. Everything being at I suppose a very uh, particular um level and they, the detail they would go into and um, so for example, lady Diana, the year she got married, my two sisters went over to look at the dress and, oh, wow. and one sister came back and recreated it 22 wow. pieces of boning and Jeepers. you know it 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 was fantastic to watch. so it was always about I won't say perfectionism, but when it came to clothing, because my sisters knew cut so well. Um, and even to this day, I went to the Chanel exhibition a few weeks ago with one yes. of my sisters. Um, and she was nearly looking under the dress uh, to, <laughs> to see how, to see how things were made. <laughs> um, and it was lovely to see that passion come out in her. Um, because she understood um, so much. But I've had great fun with mm-hmm. clothes. You know, I've had wonderful and I've worn some crazy things. You wow. know, I, I've worn some mad pink feathers. I've because also... Are you an extrovert? Are you an introvert? Mm. When I work with introverts and I say you suit red, and they're like, oh my God, she's going to put me in red. But then I'd maybe just put a pop of red in mm. them because color is that big communication piece. When I work with extroverts, bring it on. Yeah. You know, anything goes. Anything goes. So that for me, I'm a seven out of 10 extrovert. So there's days though I need to come down a bit. Yeah. And that's the days where I'll go back into calming greens and, greens and blues. Whereas the days I need to be up, like next Sunday, I'm up with 80 women. It'll be all red because okay. I need to be up and it red's the color of adrenaline. And um, it's like today I'm wearing pink. Pink is the color of self-love and compassion. And you know, I woke up this morning going, actually, I just feel like a bit of self-love and compassion. Sure. Um, and it's, it's, it's a lovely thing to wear. It's not as energizing as red, but I didn't need the energy of red either. Today. Okay.
0: That's all really interesting. I, I mean, I know that the, the colors speak volumes and I mean, it's a stunning color on you. I can't wear pink. It doesn't suit me. Um, but like, is that to do with my personality or is that to do with, I don't know, my my colouring?
1: <laughs> it's to do with the shade of pink. OK, so we can all wear every colour. It just depends on the shade. So, for mm-hmm. example, you um, you know, I'm looking at your lovely colouring. So you do you tan easily, I'd say, enough to you. I would, yes. Yeah. yeah. So for you, you'd be lovely in a candy pink, not not a shocking pink like this. Okay. This is for a, a more of a c- cooler skin tone. I've, I've quite a strong contrast to my hair and eye. So this this would actually, for example, on you, the colour would wear you as opposed to you wear yeah. the colour. Um, because it's very important that we hold colour. So candy pink would be lovely in you, and then when you get a little bit browner in summer a salmony pink would look great okay. in you but you know if I had my color swatch here and put candy pink up against your eyes they would absolutely pop okay red is all in this year mm-hmm. people go I can't do red but a lot of Irish skin tones for example that might blush or something like that they take a lovely coral red whereas okay. if you suffer from rosacea or if you have a lot of redness in your face and you put up this cold red it'll just bring it up Right, really bring it up so a coral red which is totally even out the skin tone so it's all down uh, to a tone so for example I love pale pink but it doesn't love me it's, okay yeah a, I'm a bit like that yeah because yeah.
0: my sister and myself would be similar enough in in clothes sizes and stuff like that and I look at her wardrobe sometimes and I'm like I'm robbing that <laughs> when she's not looking that's coming home with me I put it on and it just does nothing for me
1: and what's her skin tone what's her, her colour? she would be
0: paler than me she's i've green eyes she's blue eyes um she would have been naturally she's like very very dark hair um i would have kind of had i suppose my hair wouldn't have been quite She almost black hair if you know what i mean yeah. so i think it's just yeah maybe that's that's but why tell her
1: to wear this hot pink would, with her it, black this hair this is it she wears like
0: these kind of colors and i'm i kind of like yeah that's that's definitely going out with me and then i put it on i'm like no that that can go back <laughs> it doesn't work um but I suppose the other thing that I, I think about your particular career is that a lot of people perceive it to be something that's, and it, I don't mean this to sound disrespectful in any way, but something that's easy, that it's just like you just you like it or you don't. But yeah. there seems to be a lot of thought and like, what's, what's the most interesting or most most common misconception that you kind of come across with your work?
1: That it's about clothes. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only 20% of it's about clothes. Mm. Um... When I meet a woman for the first time, um, there's probably a chat of about 45 minutes before okay. I even discuss clothes. I need to know who they are, what they represent, and where they're going. Mm-hmm. Because when I started this business and someone said, oh, let's go shopping. And I could meet you at the top of graphs, whenever we go shopping. I don't know who you are mm. I don't know what your style personality is. I don't know where you're going I don't know what has gone on in your life because funny enough I end up knowing more sometimes about my clients and their best friends do wow because okay. they reveal so much to me and I need to know that so for example if somebody is you know wants to take on a new position and there's certain things holding them back And we'll have a big conversation about that. And I'll say, so what does that next person look like that you're, you know, that next promotion? Yeah. And we'll go through what that, how that person will behave, how they'll talk, how they might dress. But I can't dress them until I know that. Yeah. So you could have said, people said to me, gosh, Eva, why didn't you go into this career 20 years ago? I could have done that, but I would have judged women more. Really? I would have judged them more and I would have said. Why is that now? Because I would have said, you know, kind of, why don't you have to have your act together here? Why don't you know this stuff? Why don't you have style? Why don't you?
0: What do you think makes you a little bit more empathetic towards that now? Is it because you've, I know, you mentioned earlier on that you have three kids. Is it because you took a career break?
1: Well, I turned a big birth this year. I turned 50 this year. And I know if I think of my friend group and the people I've met, if we've gone through an awful lot in our mm. life at this stage it's not straightforward we put a face out of the world we could have so much my mother used to always say you never know what's going on behind closed doors sure and women have so much going on they've so much to juggle they're trying to do everything all at the same time we're trying to be it's a bit like the Barbie speech <laughs> you know we won't, we won't go there because the I don't everything know at once. the everything at once yes. but the thing is that that's really hard sure and we can't be good at everything and one thing I learned when I actually worked in Deloitte, I remember one time, um, you know, I I led, I was working on a project and it wasn't going according to plan. And I said, how am I going to say to my boss, I can't do this? Mm. And she turned around and said to me, but if that's not your strength, but this is your strength. Mm. So we all have different strengths. And when someone's waking up in the morning, they say, you know, a lot of them say, oh, God, if I used to have style, I used to have this shopping's hard Sarah Jane it's really hard yes I find
0: it a bit of a chore I have to be honest (laughs) you know
1: years ago it was easier you went in and and the choices were limited now we've online now we've got Instagram telling us 24 7 that white top you bought last week actually does a better version so we've a lot of crap going on in our heads so for me now I'm a mother I'm a friend you know we've all gone through life so I'm not judging anymore yeah you know, and I'm not saying I was judgy back then, but I'm I'm I know exactly what's going on. I see what my friends have gone through. I see what my colleagues have gone through. Life is not a straight line. Yeah. You know,
0: have you ever in, in your professional career, like working with people? Have you ever come across someone who's just refused point blank to take your advice once once what you, you have to offer, but doesn't agree with you? I mean, that must be quite hard to take. Have you experienced anything
1: like that? I have. And sometimes it's people who are younger that refuse to take the advice. Um, And I don't know why that is. Maybe I think as people get older, they're kind of saying, actually, I don't care what other people think. Mm. Um, I'm now, I want to go do this. Um, We've had big chats about that. If I see, normally, anyone who comes to me is looking to change anyway, so we're mm-hmm. we're already off to, I suppose, a um, start a good start. Mm. So I had a lady recently who said to me, um, actually, if I just want to get clothes for work, I don't go out that much." And when I chatted her, um big extrovert actually, mm-hmm. and a wonderful lady, and she goes, "No, no, I, I it's not my thing." And I said to her, "Are you not going out because you don't have clothes?" And she just burst out crying. Oh, wow. And she said, yeah, that's it. And I said, "Okay, not that I want to start buying you lots of De Monte and glitter and all that, but I want you to have one or two fabulous pieces in your wardrobe that you will say yes to that invite. Mm -hmm. If somebody comes up and says, I don't want to do this, I, I've learned as well as I get older that it's it back to introvert, extrovert. That's why I have to get to know people, mm-hmm. because if they're an introvert, I'll only change the dial a little bit. But what I've learned is I change the dial every time we work together. OK, whereas at first, you know, don't wear black, mm. don't wear this. Yeah. You, know, you can't just suit you. You know all this kind of things. I like know all my rules. You know you finish a course of all my rules, <laughs> and then it's like life's not about rules. Oh, I think that's
0: what someone said to me when I finished college. First, it was like the the day one of the new job. It was a case of forget everything you learned in the classroom. Here we go. This is real life, and this is how we do it in the real world. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at.
1: It is. I, I someone sent me a WhatsApp last week going, "If I don't believe it, I'm here wearing silver boots." <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if you told me a year ago I'd be wearing silver boots, I would have said leave and I said well well done you but again it's changing the dial sure you know and I, I again that's been older where I know to work with people that you know if I can just get them started on a journey it's a bit like weight loss mm. you know if we're told don't have sugar for a month what do we do we just want sugar want sugar and um, so it's just changing that dial slightly because if, if I change it too much honestly they're not going to wear it yeah and I have no impact
0: I suppose that's another thing, like when people are considering changing up their wardrobe and stuff like that, it's like it obviously involves a lot of expense. Mm -hmm. Um, What I mean, the kind of clients that you work with, you work with, you said younger people, older people, you know, what kind of money if someone was to try and and book an appointment with you tomorrow, what would they realistically have to consider spending to make that change that they're hoping for?
1: So before... We start spending any money because sometimes actually you might need to spend no money. Okay. I know that sounds a bit odd, but um, when I talk about how we address our wardrobe, I talk kind of about the four C's of style, but I will say it takes effort to be effortless. And you're thinking, oh gosh, is that us going out like the Italians and French? Mm-hmm. You have to look inside your wardrobe first. Yeah. Before you do that, you've got to look at your lifestyle because so many people say, oh, Oh, I've got nothing to wear. But hold on a second. Let's take a step back. How many days in the office are you? Mm -hmm. You know, where do you need your clothes for? So I'm a real, you know, give me a frilly, flouncy skirt any time of the day. But that may not be my lifestyle. So take a step back. Think, Okay, first of all, what do I need? Mm -hmm. Secondly, what's in the wardrobe that could possibly somewhat fulfill that? Because I, before the pandemic, I was probably matching up what people had in the wardrobe now they're meeting me with a plastic bag at the door saying take it all away <laughs> never want to see it, it. Again. never want to see it probably too many leggings and, and all that so that's the first thing and then when it comes to what you spend I'm a big cost per wear person I'm a big kind of you invest in in you know good jeans good shoes good coat from environmental point of view and also from a I suppose a, a, a mental health point of view because you know I have a big thing in life too much handy leaves no room for fabulous okay
0: that's nice i like that it's a lovely one too much handy leaves not enough room for fabulous. For fabulous
1: interesting so what's happened is a lot of people are buying handy so for example let's go and buy a little bread on top okay Mm -hmm. let's buy another bread on top now i've got 15 bread on tops but (laughs) now i need to go somewhere and And the bread on top won't cut it yeah so we need fabulous in our wardrobe And I suppose back in my 20s, you know, all you could all, not that all I ever had was fabulous. I had five or six pieces that I just wore on rotation all the time. So I'm trying to get people, I go into the wardrobes, I look at it and I say, "Okay, where's your great pair of trainers? Where's your good black trousers? Uh, Where's your great jeans? Where's your good coat? Where's your nice blazer? And because I just believe they're they're great components of a wardrobe. Mm And they'll say, no, but I've got 50 white t-shirts because someone said they're capsule wardrobe pieces, but you know, I've got, you know, kind of 25 puffers mm. and then I go, but that's not your lifestyle. Yeah. So then, then we sit down and we go, we talk about the budget and and I do, I don't, you know, when it comes to things like, um, I don't believe quality is about price, but I will say, okay, if your budget is only X. Get yourself a a great pair of black trousers for work because you can go day to night with Mm -hmm. work. Get yourself a great pair of jeans. And then they say, I don't like my bum. Invest in your bum. Get yourself a great pair of jeans. (laughs) You know, I always say invest in the challenge, you know. um, So... So it's 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 not, it's, it's down to looking at the gaps first, looking at the lifestyle before we actually look. Because sometimes people say, oh gosh, if I got you, you around, now you've created 30 outfits. And I was kind of thinking I'd nothing. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just looking at the wardrobe differently. Okay. So that's why I want people to always start at home first.
0: Like you're saying there about investing in the challenge. Obviously, that goes for yourself as well because you hmm. invested in yourself. Is there anything about your previous career that you miss or are you perfectly at peace with your decision and, and satisfied with what you're doing nowadays? Uh,
1: well, I worked with fabulous people, you know, mm. I, I had, I had great, um, colleagues in Deloitte that I, that are still my very good friends today. So, uh, what do I miss? Gosh. Um, no (laughs) I don't think I missed anything (laughs) Uh, I mean for for me Deloitte was a wonderful place for Mm self-development right because if you think about going back in and coming from home to be back in the kids uh, and you know they they had a, a big belief in you know you can do anything once you you set your mind to it I think I am in such a fabulous position to have had the background of being a, a, not, don't mean a mother, but being at home with the children, dealing with mm-hmm. all kinds of people. Deloitte, I dealt with all walks of life. And same with my, my, you know, my friends come from all walks of life. That all this together has put me in a great position to really enjoy what I do. Yeah. And the one thing I've loved about Style Bob is I have met the most amazing people. Really, really interesting people that have, have been very good for me in my self-development. Um, I've heard some very powerful, passionate stories over the last few years. I've Mm. loved working with women who've said, gosh, Eva, this time two years ago, I didn't think I could stand up and do this. You'll never get any. I mean, I won't get that reward anywhere else. And look, it involves sometimes me walking the streets and going, I can't do this. I don't want to shop anymore. (laughs) I'm so sick of this. But, you know, when I see somebody stand up and present themselves in such a way you know i i just take huge mm. uh pride in this I, I i really do i think
0: you know as you mentioned a few times taking time off to look after your kids and stuff like that a lot of mums kind of lose themselves when that happens i know myself when i had my son first i did take a couple of years out of my career to just look after him and I really felt like my identity was kind of gone. I mean, how did you claw that back yourself? And I mean, not just claw it back, but to actually find yourself now.
1: So I remember that moment I gave up when my youngest was, was born mm. and we we were doing up a house at the time. The house was done up and next month the house is finished, you know, and yeah. you have no more money to do anything else to <laughs> it. So it's definitely finished. And at the school gate and feeling a terrible... Loss of sense and loss yeah. of purpose mm-hmm. um, and you're home with the kids and you're in the park and you know I was young enough having kids so none of my friends were having them and right. I found it a really lonely time I
0: think it is lonely I don't really think the age even matters in some respects because I think it's it, you suddenly become second best almost to
1: well, your, your your sense of purpose in yeah. your life is about the children and i i used to just go to the park and hope somebody would speak to me and um, mm. that's how it was so i had a lady come up to me one day in the the um the school grounds and say to me would you like to volunteer a dress for success and um, which is sonia lennon's mm-hmm. um you know, the network that she sent up to help women, uh, I suppose, go for interviews and and all that. Yeah, it's a great initiative. Fantastic initiative. And I worked in that for six months. And although it was totally voluntary, it made me get out of the house, Mm -hmm. put on my lipstick and have a sense of self. Mm -hmm. And when it came to my time uh, going back to Lloyd, what I did do is I did do a digital marketing course for 12 weeks um, prior to that. And again, just kind of did it to, to get myself out and about I said no to going back to work. Did you really? I Absolutely, I said no. And because it was a 3 months. you seem
0: like you thrive on busyness. I, I was just
1: terrified. Okay. Absolutely terrified. And, you know, the lady who said to me for, to go for the interview, I said, absolutely no way. It was actually the day of my birthday. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. No, I said, what, what, what would I know? Yeah. What would I know? And one thing I want to say to anyone thinking about going back to work is that with all our digital advancements, with all the wonderful things that are happening to the world is that common sense is common sense. <laughs> and my husband said to me, believe it or not, you know a lot more than a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was where I went. Like I said, I went, got the uniform, got myself dressed. And it's amazing. Within two weeks, a girl turned around to me, um, this wonderful buddy system they had in Deloitte, and said to me, Dervila, fabulous girl. She was only 23, 24 at the time. And mm. she said, Um now, Aoife, at this time, two weeks ago, you didn't know how to do that. Okay, so a little bit of encouragement. And I thought, here's somebody 20 years yeah. younger telling me that. And I said, you're right, actually. Mm. I didn't know how to do that. So it's like everything in life. It's it's every week it does get better. It's like change. Every week it does sure. get better. When the kids were small, um, I remember someone said, Aoife, every two weeks it gets better. And it does. Something happens, um, and that's why I'm a big believer in in changes at a small pace. Yeah. Um, Style Bob has really evolved in the last four years. If you told me I'd be speaking all over the world and doing events and selling out, I would have said, "Yeah, right." Um, but you know, it's it's you have to see well where your passion lies. Here's to its evolution.
0: Like, what's the plan next? I mean, we're approaching a new year now. It, well it, it's hardly going to be a new you but it's going to be a, a more evolved you what's on the on the horizon for style bob
1: yeah so style bob is is very busy um, you know it's i think when you put your name behind a company it's very much you that mm-hmm. is the the face of it um, when people want me to dress them, they don't want anybody else, yeah. you know, to dress them except it's me. A lot of pressure, I'd it's say. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> so I, that part of my business is extremely busy. Um, this this talking side of my business is extremely busy. I want to be in a position where I can get out to, I suppose, more people because when I work with somebody, I only can ever take on one client that day because it's very intense what mm-hmm. I do. I give it my all, um, and I I, I take it quite personally I suppose and I work with somebody. So it's trying to find a way that um my voice can I suppose I can reach more people for impact. Mm-hmm. And that's what the events do. Um I can, you know, when I even when I do the Brown Thomas events or Arnolds or whatever, although i pick the style bob favorite picks I'll never leave them without my my four steps to style yeah because it's so important that it's not about clothes that I get them to look within themselves because it was never about clothes for me it's always about the impact so if you sit beside me dinner party and you say oh what do you do I say, I'm in the confidence business
0: oh very good okay you know okay. That, that's yeah. what
1: I do and and clothes are part of that so you know I I've been approached to write a book and my husband said, oh gosh, you know, and I said, I have no time to do that. But maybe I will do that at some stage, you know, you because um, every day on stories, my Instagram, I'm always, always dishing out the advice. Um, but it's, it's to be honest, um, it's about time. Yeah. And I love doing things like this where, you know, people can listen and if they pick up, I always say, if you can pick up one small thing from listening to me you're engaging with engaging with me that one small change is equals a big effect yeah and that for me helps me kind of sleep at night
0: I think um what is so unbelievably obvious with you 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 ooze passion for what you do um so maybe this is a silly question but if you could mark your career out of 10 where would you be on the scale are you exceptionally happy is there stuff you'd still like to work on and
1: you know is there anything that that you wish was a little bit different so out of 10, I would say I'm 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 up there and in, in the eight nines, the bit I find sometimes challenging is that how do you separate your career out? Because mm-hmm. when you are passionate about something, it's 24 seven, mm-hmm. you know, and, and my husband and friends would say I'm never off because it's, it's my it's my life style. Bob is my sure. life and it's how I suppose I can mind myself because I want to do kind of great things with it and the days that I get I suppose annoyed is that I just can't I I said to possibly yesterday oh gosh I've got 20 emails people into wanting to work with me and that stresses me out because I can't kind of work with everybody so it's how that I can manage myself because I'm there to I suppose fill people's cup but I have to keep myself yes. uh, going all the time as well, and obviously clothes and my image and, and my confidence helped me do that. But you know, if if you said to me in a year's time, where do you want Style Bob to be? I mean, I'd love to do a Style Bob TED Talk, and Amazing, yeah. my my son says I could do a four day conference in style, and <laughs> um, he's probably right. But Boys I, I, you know, great, aren't yeah, they're <laughs> great, they're great, great for, for uh, you know keeping you real. I <laughs> keeping you keeping you real. But I, you know, I'd love to for for a style. For me, my passion is the style is never about clothes, that people actually see it as that wonderful layer that it is yeah. Um, and actually is it is a style on the inside, you know, sh- shows how you are on the inside to the outside world. And even if we're these days, you know, yourself, you wake up and you're not feeling it and you have to show up to the world and whatever helps you show up, you, do. you have it as that layer. Mm. That's exactly what it is. And it just gives energy to the words Um, and and that's going to be so important for me so if I could get that TED talk
0: (laughs) you never know you never know that's (laughs) that's my dream (laughs) well I have to say thank you so much for talking to me today for Inspire it's it's absolutely been fascinating and all the stuff like there's so much more to it and uh, I really appreciate you coming in to have a chat with us today thank you we'll need five hours next time yes (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this episode of Evoke Inspire Her Business, Empowering Women in Diverse Professions podcast, sponsored by hermoney.ie. Be sure to subscribe for more inspiring stories and expert insights on thriving in various industries. Remember, financial empowerment begins with knowledge. hermoney.ie helps you take control of your financial future. So why not visit hermoney.ie for more information? Until next time, stay empowered and inspired.